This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, you know it's Taz and Moose. You know it's Taz and Moose. Hey. All right, it's Taz and the Moose with you here on this uh, Friday, on this Friday, on this Wednesday morning. It feels like a Friday morning. On this Wednesday morning, the 3rd of July on CBS Sports Radio as we come to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. You've got Mike Pete. Thank you across the way. Bogus with your updates later on this hour. Ian Eagle, Birdman will join us. CBS Sports, Nets play-by-play voice. We'll talk about their big hole at NBA Free Agency as the clock still ticks on Kawhi Leonard and the big forward's decision about where he is going to land. We kick off this third and final hour uh, with a little three. Take it away. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. Report. Lakers believe they're firmly in the lead for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, Mark Stein, uh, who's been covering the association for quite some time, former espn um reported yesterday for the New York Times that that's what the Lakers believe right now, that they are firmly in the lead, New York Times, Taz. And uh, maybe he's right. Maybe he's not. I mean, there seems to be... Uh, now, not necessarily different reports, but kind of leans. The one thing you haven't heard is you've heard more about Los Angeles. I, I feel like I have, whether it be the Lakers, the Clippers, uh, than I've heard about the Toronto Raptors. Now, that might be a good sign if you're Toronto and you're Masai Ujiri, right? Where you have a different kind of a cat in Kawhi Leonard. He's not really outspoken. They, they've kept a, a tight ship in terms of the information coming out of his camp. Maybe that's good news. They're gonna get the they're gonna get the last meeting. He's already met with the Lakers. He's met with the Clippers. He's tried to you know he's been wined and dined. Uh, Magic's called him. LeBron's called him. The the Clippers certainly are trying to pursue him. And uh, Doc Rivers is doing his best sales pitch. Maybe it's actually good for the the, the Toronto Raptors that there has not been much buzz or heat around them um, and him coming back. Maybe that's initially where he does end up. Well, it it doesn't surprise me that there's no buzz around the Raptors because he just completed a sixth season and the most successful season. And that's why I think there is no buzz around the Raptors because people know what that is. Kawhi knows what that is. And I actually think that plays to the strength. That helps the Toronto Raptors. They don't have to sell the Toronto Raptors to Kawhi Leonard. He's part of that team. They won a championship. So, Clippers, the Lakers, they got to sell their franchises. They got to sell their roster and locker room and their front office management to this man, Kawhi Leonard. You know, the, the Raptors don't have to do that, right? So that that's a big plus for the Raptors. I understand, you know, that he's not a Canadian. He's an American. I understand he grew up in the San Diego area, which is Southern California. So I understand that that's a big plus for maybe Kawhi to go play in his hometown, either for the Lakers or the, or the, the, uh, the, the Clippers. And I understand LeBron James, Anthony, you know, Davis is there with the Lakers, and they could build this insane dynasty. I got all that. But as far as the Raptors, I, I think they're in a really good position because they don't have to sell anything to Kawhi Leonard, 
because Kawhi Leonard was was the, the hood ornament of that team and the hood ornament of that city uh, for for this NBA franchise in Toronto. Yeah, the the face of the nation for for NBA basketball uh, for the whole country up there in Canada uh, to our friends up north, Taz. And um, you know, I I don't know where I don't, I don't know where he's leaning. Um, you know, he's he's going to be patient with it. There was no rush. You would imagine that um, he would have uh, some sort of a... You would think that there would be... One would have been eliminated, even though it's not public, that he's leaning one way at this stage. I, you know, I, I have a hard time thinking he's you know, waking up on this Wednesday morning still having no idea of, of where he wants to go or you know, where the where the you know the favorite is right now right i mean wouldn't it be surprising uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't yeah. you know you've had so much time after the nba finals to think about it we know these were pretty much after you know we knew that it was the clippers and raptors and then the lakers after they made expanded that anthony davis trade they got a, a they were able to afford a max deal under the salary cap then the lakers were brought into the equation we know that he's wanted to live in los angeles we know that he's bought a a $13.3 million home in the San Diego area. We know that he's not built uh, bought a home up there in Toronto. So we know it's been either Los Angeles or the Raptors or Toronto. Um, you would think that he wakes up this morning where there's got to be, you know, hey, I'm, I'm really feeling good about this team. No? I would think so. Yeah, I would definitely think so. You know, like you kind of alluded to, he's not, he, Kawhi Leonard, he's not going to, you know, let anyone know what he's thinking or feeling. And we were talking earlier in the show about, like his lack of social media social media presence, which I think is hilarious, and I think it's great. And Mike was saying the last time that Kawhi tweeted was 2015. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I think that's funny. So, you know, you're not going to get an announcement from this guy on social media because he's nil on social media. So, um, yeah, I would think that he's definitely probably scratched one of those three teams off his list by now, I would think. Uh, I, I mean, just as outsiders, I think we might all think it's probably the Clippers. I would think we probably think that. I don't want to speak for everybody in the world, but I'm just assuming. Would you think if he scratched a team off, which team do you think he's probably? Scratched I'd on? agree with you, right? Clippers, right? Mike, uh, you think Clippers? Sorry, Mr. I thought you were done talking. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, Mr. Sorry. No, 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 no worry. No, yeah, I, I'd probably, uh, yeah, I'd probably say it was the Clippers, but um, I, I don't know how confident I would be in saying. That. Taz, because I I don't know what to think of Leonard, right? With this guy, yeah, you, know? you you really you really don't know. Yeah, really. Uh, I mean, you look at some of the big decisions in in recent memory. Uh, LeBron last year decided when free agency opened up that he was going to the Lakers. Right? He had that meeting with Magic Johnson at his home in Los Angeles. They met with three hour for three hours. They talked about basketball and business. Uh, everyone thought he was going to end up in a Laker uniform. He ended up in a Laker uniform. Right when. When LeBron initially left Cleveland to go down to Miami, right up in Greenwich, Connecticut, at the Girls and Boys Club, when he had that you know hour-long special and Jim Gray hosted it, that was on July eighth, uh, two thousand ten. When LeBron left Miami to go back to Cleveland, that was on that was in July seventh, uh, when he went back in that uh, you know his uh, kind of. Uh, a statement via Sports Illustrated was thrown out there about going back home and and everything and the like. So, I mean, Kawhi's got a little bit of time here to make a decision, and really, no one's pushing him one way or the other. The Clippers aren't going to push him. The Lakers aren't certainly going to push him. The Raptors aren't going to push him. They're all going to wait because they know how great of a player Leonard oh. is, and he's a difference maker. And you brought up the question earlier on in the program, Taz, in terms of who would it affect the most. I mean, I know he delivered a, a championship for Toronto. And that's that's always going to be there. But I will say this: if 
you know, all of a sudden the landscape of the Raptors changes once he leaves. I mean, oh, the yeah, Lakers have still got LeBron and Anthony Davis, and right. they'll add some other pieces to it. The Clippers are still building, um, you know, a team properly, the other, being the other team in Los Angeles. The Raptors all of a sudden are left without a, a big-time player and a star that they'll never be able to replace. Right. You're right. And the thing is, the tough thing is for the Lakers and the Clippers here, they, they've been operating like – it's a tough spot for them. They're operating like there's a chance they're going to get him. But my point in that is they're not grabbing really a plethora of other free agents. They haven't. So a lot of these other guys have dropped. So, and there's a point you just made with the Raptors. If Kawhi leaves the Raptors, you know, and like I was saying earlier, that's a massive hole. Massive hole for Toronto. You know, massive. You know, Kyle Lowry's not taking to the promised land. It's not no, happening. It's no, not it's a massive drop-off. Right, they go from right. NBA championship contender to... Middle of the pack Eastern Conference team task. Maybe he'll do it on the 4th of July, right? So maybe he'll wrap himself in the American flag and say, I'm coming back to America. <laughs> wrap himself. Right? That's funny. I didn't think of that. I'm coming, coming back, back to, to America. That's funny. I'm coming yeah. back to America. I'm taking my talents back to the United States. I'm leaving Canada. As he's blessed and born in the USA. Right. Exactly right. Joke from earlier. People get it. Right. Um, <laughs> it, I... I I said um, earlier in the week that I thought by the end of this week, uh, Thursday or Friday, I said I think I said Friday that he'd have a decision. I'd be surprised if this <laughs> leaked in to Saturday or Sunday, Taz. I, mm. I really would be. I, you know, I, I'm interested to see. I don't think we have an official word of when that meeting is. A meeting with the Raptors today is that because I've not seen that officially. I, don't, I know that, that I, don't know. I know the reports are they're getting the last meeting, Taz, but I haven't seen the reports of exactly when that meeting is taking place. I picture. Uh, first of all, I thought it was going to be yesterday that the announcement came. I was dead wrong, but I don't know, man. I picture this happening in the middle of the night. I picked the announcement. Okay, because it's just it's so kawaii. Yeah, you might be right. Well, everybody's sleeping. Yeah. Which is benefit to this show because we we broadcast so early. Yeah. So there really is no middle of the night. That's midday for us. Right. So <laughs> exactly. So well, you know, beginning of day, I should say. But but you know what I mean. So I I, I don't know. I, I feel like the announcement will come middle of the night. I you know I didn't think about that. If he goes to let's say the Lakers and he, he and it's the Fourth of July tomorrow and he wraps himself in American flag, that's pretty funny. Coming back to America, that is pretty funny. That could happen. You never know. I don't know if he's that creative. I don't know if he's that creative. <laughs> I was I was saying I don't. I honestly don't think he's that creative. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a boring announcement. I don't yeah. think this is going to be anything on Instagram know. or Twitter or social media. I think they're just going to issue a statement and say we're signing with such and such, yeah. and you know we're going from there. We'll find right. out where it does yep. because certainly uh, it'll change a lot. Toronto, the Clippers, the Lakers—three franchises wait uh, for a, a franchise-altering player to make his decision. As we all wait in NBA free agency, number two. USA defeats England 2-1, advances to Sunday's final. Yeah, they do. Taz, as uh, you correctly predicted the score, we both liked the United States women's team to knock off England yesterday. Uh, you had it as a 2-1 final. That ended up being it. Uh, you know, you had a, a penalty kick save, uh, an English goal that was negated due to an offside. Uh, it was a tremendous match that kind of lit up this nation. Uh, you saw it on social media. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, across the sports landscape, 3 o'clock Eastern time yesterday afternoon, Taz, everybody was into watching women's soccer. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I I, I, I was saying it earlier, man, I, <clears throat> I, uh, I put aside my nap to watch this game. And, man, I was locked and I loved it. I enjoyed every moment of it. And I was nervous during that, that PK, that penalty kick. Uh, but when uh, the USA goalie, the keeper, 
Alyssa Nair, when she made that that save, it was unbelievable. That was clutch, clutch, clutch. And it's sad because it's so clutch and it's a sport like soccer where, you know, in our country doesn't get like a huge ton of publicity. But that should go down as one of the more clutch, clutch plays in sports this year. That was that clutch. That save by Alyssa was gigantic. And so now the USA team, they go into the final to face the winner of Netherlands or Sweden in the final. So I like our chances, man. You know, for us to beat France in France, and France was had a legit team, and now to beat this unbelievably talented uh, England team, man, I mean, and they got Ellen White on an English team who's a tremendous player, and we're able to knock them off, one of the better players in the tournament, uh, in the world, I should say, in soccer. Uh, it's great, and we did this without Megan Rapini playing, um, you know. And so it's it's, and now she's apparently going to play on uh, in the final. I should say Megan Rapini. So that's huge. So it's great, Rapino. I yes. guess my my correct name. Here is Rapino, uh, tweak of the hamstring. She did not play, um, and here she is, courtesy of Fox Sports after the final yesterday. Just a little minor strain um, day to day, but. I feel like I'll be ready for the final. Just a little one. It's, it's hard three days on the bounce in this old body. What says Jill Ellis, the United States women's national team coach, uh, talking about what leads to the, their success? Every day, our players in their training environment are put under pressure. It's it's uber competitive. It requires a lot of focus to even survive um, you know, the environment, the culture that's probably been around for 20-plus years. And so I think players that come into this environment um, – Surviving and, and being able to push through hardship and, and, and compete, I think that's, uh, that's kind of, I'll say, bred into them because they don't survive in, the, in our own environment if they don't have that internally. Yeah, I mean, she's talking about the competition uh, just internally has made everyone on that team better. Alex Morgan had the game winner, had the sip of tea celebration mm. yesterday. Here she is after the victory. Tonight was just um, a great performance of two quality teams. Um, first-class teams, um, and uh, it could have gone, you know, either way at times in the game, and um, I think just the quality of football overall played this tournament thus far by every single team um, is just, it's brilliant, you know, it's just so, so inspiring, so I yeah. think that's that's all they need to be inspired. And you know what's awesome for Alex Morgan, I mean, she's the first player um, uh, in FIFA World Cup uh, history to score on her birthday, which oh, was awesome for her, that's, cool. yes, that's, that's really cool, I think she's 30 years old. And uh, she's a great player, and Clutch City, I mean, awesome. I mean, I'm a big fan of her, so it was great, great, great. So hopefully these ladies can keep it rolling, um, and, uh, you know, it's just great. Now I'm, I'm locked in. I mean, I love it. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I if mean, you want to wait to uh, see who they're going to play on Sunday, I think that match is what coverage on Fox, I think, gets going at 10 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, they await the winner of Netherlands and Sweden, Sweden yeah. which is uh, 3 o'clock Eastern time this afternoon. Uh, they already played Sweden, I believe, earlier in the tournament. Uh, but uh, Netherlands is on qu- some kind of a run. So that they're waiting for that final uh, to become oh. final, and then you'll see the opponent. And the interesting thing, too, with Rapino, not, with her not playing yesterday and her them sitting her down because she had that slight hammy, you know, that hamstring injury, I mean, that, that shows the confidence in the coaching staff and in this team that they, <laughs> they went at it without their one of their best players. Playing against a legit, you know, a lot of people felt like USA England could could have been the final. Yeah, you know, and and you go in there without her, you're confident in the depth of of this talented women's team, and 
Lord knows they got they got some talent. So. Yeah, they certainly do. Yeah. And they did beat Sweden earlier in the tournament, 2-0. So maybe it ends up being a rematch in the World Cup final. We'll find out. Maybe it ends up being the Netherlands. Uh, those two nations meet up uh, later on this afternoon. All right, Pete. Number three. Ezekiel Elliott apologizes after Roger Goodell meeting. Yeah, so he's at a concert with his girlfriend. You know, he decided to lower his shoulder um, and push over a security guard at that concert in Vegas. It was late in the evening, early in the morning, however way you want to look at it, Taz. The video's out there for everyone to take in. Uh, You know, the nonsense and the behavior with Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, even though this is not that big of a deal, and as you mentioned, Taz, uh, you know the the security guard decided not to pursue or press charges. Uh, he did offer a statement. Elliot did yesterday. He did apologize. The Cowboys uh, are not expecting any kind of suspension uh, from Elliot uh, for Elliot from the National Football League, uh, from the offices here in Manhattan, and from the commissioner's office. However, uh, the nonsense and the behavior has got to stop. Um, yeah, that at some it, it just. I mean, yeah, I agree. It, I, he's got to. He's got to grow up. I mean, there, there does come a point in time where he's got to. He's got to say this is not the way to behave. Yeah. And he apologized. He said, I, I've, I've worked hard to make better decisions and live up to the high standards that are expected of me. I failed to do that here, and I made a poor decision. You know, look, I'm not shucking it off, but he was probably, you know, it's late at night, like I said earlier. He was probably, he might have had a beer or two in him, you know, and he's feeling good about himself, and he's at a concert, and then he acts like an idiot and does something stupid, which a lot of people, kids, I'll call them kids that are in their early 20s. To me, they're kids. So, and I, I got one that's 20, you know, so I, yeah, and he's a kid to me. He's, he's a young man, but he's still, you know, I mean, to me, you're, you're under 25. You're, I look at you as a kid, but I use it in figurative terms, right? So the thing is, he's still a young guy here, man, and he's got to mature, and he's making, I think he had like six, $16 million guaranteed in his contract, whatever it was. So you take a kid that's had nothing but athletic success and and has been everybody jocking around him his whole life, probably since middle school into high school into college at Ohio State and, and then with the Dallas Cowboys and you're a big star and you're not even 24 years old. I mean, so, but we see it all the time in the NBA and the NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL hockey, young guys that are this successful and don't do stupid things. So I don't want to just, you know, I, I'm not saying all all young guys or girls that age that make a lot of money do stupid things. Yeah, no. I, he happens to be a guy. I think that, dude, if he was making $25,000 a year loading a truck, he would still do stupid things. He just does stupid stuff. That's how this guy is. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's he's got to change. I mean, know? he comes across as a jackass, right. to be honest with you. I mean, that's that's the way Ezekiel uh, Someone's got to pull him aside and be that's in his inner circle and say, do you realize how you're behaving? I mean... Uh, you're getting reprimanded by the NFL, and you know if they excuse this incident, I mean, there's there's got to be. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys have got to be concerned. Um, you know, they're they're invested in him, um, not just and. No, I, I get he's still under the rookie contract, Taz, but, I mean, they're they're invested in him as being a key to their success on the football field. There, there's got to be concern level when the Jones put their heads to the pillow because he, he still doesn't get it. I mean, this is a guy in 2017 at a St. Patrick's Day parade, unbeknownst to a woman, decided to pull her top down. I mean, yeah, you no, know, no. And, and this stuff just doesn't stop. It does not stop with him. And the, he did not – this is not uh, – 
he's lucky the guy didn't press charges. Well, not that if you watch the video, it's not that big. Of a, it's just something that shouldn't have happened. Just walk away. I mean, uh, there's other things to do. I mean, everyone makes mistakes when they're young, but when you continue, when you don't learn from your mistakes, Taz, right. and you continue to make the same mistakes over and over, and not every situation is the same, but they're similar distractions and behaviors and bad ticks in your personality. That you know, that's a problem. Right. And for Elliot, it doesn't change. It does not change. And he might he's probably not gonna get suspended for this, but do I have every confidence in the world that this is it for Ezekiel Elliott? No. There's probably gonna be something else that pops up in the next five to six months. Right. Well, uh, you're probably right. If you if you look at him walking around, you know, at this in this parking lot after this concert, I mean you could see that he's he's not walking around like normal. Like it looks like there's something not, you know. Like he, I don't, I hate to pass judgment. I'm just going by what I what I looked at, and you can't miss him. He's got he's got the big hairdo. He's got the, the the Lakers jersey on. He's a big dude, and he gets in the security guard's face and gives him. I mean, he didn't. For those that didn't see, he didn't run up on the guy with a. No, he drill. lowered his shoulder and he pushed just, him over. He put lightly, he pushed him over lightly, and the guy fell. The guy was leaning against a guardrail. He shouldn't have done what he did. I'm not. I'm just saying it wasn't like he took his form and drilled it in the guy's face. No, but it don't matter. What he did was wrong, and that, that's why the cuffs. The cops came and cuffed him up. They didn't arrest him, but to talk to him, and you know he shouldn't have did what he did. But and it was dumb. But I'm saying prior to that, most if you watch it, he really, you almost looked like he was walking around looking for trouble. That's what it looked like. It, 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 it does. It does, you know, right? I mean, it, 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 I mean, he looks like he's intoxicated as well. Yeah, he's walking I mean, around. He's his girlfriend's trying around. To... Right. I mean, it looks like he's. I, I don't. I don't disagree with any kind of that assessment, Taz. It, it, uh, but it's hard to say with confidence because we both weren't there. We're judging it based right. on video. But I, I don't disagree with you. Here's the problem: is is the the trouble continues to find Ezekiel Elliott, and so instead of it, he can go and apologize and say. You know, I've I've learned from my behavior in the past. Well, at some point, Taz, um, the maturation level, and you're right. Some guys, some guys and gals never mature, right? And you'll some, see yeah. people that are 50 years of age that are still acting like they're 16, 17 years of Absolutely. age. Absolutely. And there's no accountability. However, for Elliott, here's the problem he has: is that the NFL will hold them accountable. Right. Um, and if he continues to act like this, it's going to cost him. It's going to cost him in the bank. Right. It's going to cost him with playing time. Right. right it's going right. to cost him with a big money contract. And there has to, there, there's got to be someone that he trusts that pulls him aside and says, you, "You've got to stop." Got to be someone he respects. Th- th- you know what I mean? It th- needs somebody that's going to get stern in his face. No doubt. That's going to talk to him straight and be and say, right. listen, you know what you're acting like. This is, you're, right. you're not in Ohio State. You're not in high school. Right. You right. know, you are a paid professional athlete. Right. You, you can't be acting like this. No, no, it's not. And by the way, side note, to a lot lesser degree, someone followed him around at this concert with their cell phone and video every one of his moves in his parking lot before this incident even happened. Which, listen, anybody out there, don't do that. I mean, I, I'm not... I don't disagree with that. Don't do that. Just people are, are entitled to their privacy. Uh, yeah, I agree. There's no reason to... The cops cops that would have grabbed... just as big of a douche as Elliot was. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah, I don't disagree exactly. With that. That's yeah. exactly right. And yeah. I've had that happen to me. I and it's very way. frustrating, man, when people just... You know what? It's just... It's rude. And they don't care. I've seen it. I've, seen, I've witnessed it. I've lived it. Where they don't care. They'll just keep a camera on you. Yeah. Like, get it off me, dude. And they, they know you can't take the camera and stuff it down their throat because they're videoing you. 
you know, so, but still, it doesn't, I'm not taking away from what Elliot did was completely wrong. I mean, so. No, I get it. I get it. But you're you're right about that as well. Yeah. Um, on a different layer to the story. Different so, layer, right, right. Um, we, uh, so those are your big three stories here on this uh, Wednesday, July the 3rd. Elliot apologizes for behavior, may make concert incident out in Las Vegas, Nevada. The Cowboys are not expecting him to get suspended. Uh, The women's national team advanced to the World Cup final over in France. They await the winner of Netherlands and Sweden. That's later on this afternoon. And, Taz, we all await the decision of Kawhi Leonard. Where does he end up going? Is it going to be the Clippers or the Lakers in Los Angeles, or does he head back to the defending NBA champs, Masai Ujiri, Nick Nurse, and the Toronto Raptors? We come back. we got the undercard for you. Ian Eagle will join us a little later on the program, the voice of the Brooklyn Nets and also CBS Sports. It's Taz and Moose on this action-packed Wednesday morning, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. Brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll get to the undercard here momentarily. Bogus is in the house. Third and final time oh, wow. on our program. What's yeah. up, Andrew? Hey, hey. Here's your report sponsored by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. They said it's what Tyler Skaggs would have wanted. The Angels back on the field last night in Texas, just more than 24 hours after their teammate passed away. Mike Trout trying his best. I can't explain it, man. Lost a teammate, lost a friend, a brother. Um, I just got to get through it. The Angels beat the Rangers last night 9-4. They play again in Arlington this evening, then spend the weekend in Houston. Cleveland righty Trevor Bauer wrote Skaggs' initials on his hat and in the dirt on the mound in last night's starting KC. And Nationals lefty Patrick Corbin switched to Skaggs number 45 for his start last night against the Marlins. Just try to go out there and do what you have to do. And uh, we saw the Angels play today too. So um, I don't know. I think it's best uh, just go out there and and play the game of baseball. Corbin and Skaggs have been friends since the Angels drafted them back in 2009. They were then traded to the Diamondbacks together. Elsewhere last night, the Twins lost in Oakland 8-6 and lost all-star starter Jake Odorizzi to a blister. He'll go on the IL and miss Tuesday's game in Cleveland. Rafael Devers went deep twice, drove in six in Boston's 10-6 win in Toronto, and the Rays beat the O's 6-3. Arizona pitchers walked five consecutive Dodgers after there were two outs in the ninth inning. Two runs came in, L.A. 1-5-4. D-backs closer Greg Holland issued the first four of those walks. That's unacceptable. It is. Yuli Gurriel, two homers in the Astros' 9-8 win at Coors Field. The Mets, four. The Yankees, two. And the Phillies, 2 nothing winners in Atlanta. They won 6-8, of eight, are now four and a half games behind those Braves 
in the NL East. The Kawhi Leonard wait continues, and there's no guarantee of a quick end. The Jazz have stayed busy, adding veterans Emmanuel Moutier and Jeff Green to their bench. The Warriors said to be signing Willie Cauley-Stein, and Clay Thompson had successful ACL surgery yesterday. The usual recovery time is now five to seven months, with Clay likely to miss closer to seven, apparently. Megan Rapino wouldn't even call her hamstring injury a strain yesterday. Whatever it was, it kept her out of the 2-1 decision over England in the World Cup semis. Sweden and the Netherlands play today. The final is on Sunday, and Rapino says she should be good to go by then. U.S. men's soccer takes on Jamaica tonight in the Gold Cup semis. And while the AAC looks to replace UConn football, maybe, FCS James Madison has reportedly made it known that they might be, could be, if someone asked nicely, willing to move up and replace those Huskies. Guys? All right. Uh, thank you, Andrew. We got Birdman, Iron Eagle coming up here in less than 10 minutes. Let's get to it, the undercard. Taz and the Moose present the undercard. The stories from today's rundown that we haven't talked about on the show. Thank you. All right, Michael. Thank you. Any interest in Stranger Things you. 3 that comes out tomorrow on Netflix? Nope. Um, uh, Number Moose. three. No, no. I, I, I don't. No. I, I, I'll, Moose, I, I don't even know what it is, bro. Uh, I know what this? it is on the periphery. I haven't watched you're the first two. Me. You don't know about it? Uh, I am oh. a little younger than you, but I have not watched the I have not watched the first two. You watch? Have you seen it? Bro, I know nothing. Oh, okay. It's awesome. This is like my wife-level stuff. She probably knows all about it. Why this. is it great, Mike? Yeah, why, Mike? Uh, the storylines with the characters is tremendous. It starts back. I fell oh. in love with this. I'll put all it that right. way. So you love it. So, so you I, can't wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to watch. And how really? And uh, how many episodes? Uh, if it's like the, it's eight or ten. I can't, I, you know, something like that. Eight or okay. ten. And they all come out at once because Netflix. Did you sure. put this in this? Free because you knew that you wanted to promote it. You knew Moose and I didn't watch. You don't really. I had no. I, well, I knew you didn't watch. I know you didn't watch, it, but I didn't know about Moose. Oh, you know Moose isn't going to watch that. I wasn't sure. Come on, you put this in there. Just, I do. Just I contract. do like sci-fi. I know you do. It's Moose, generating a lot. It's generating a lot of buzz. It's all over the place. Know, I'm kind of. My head's in the sand here. I guess. It's been. It's been last day and a half. It's been all over social media. Any People fighting? Any action that. scenes? Yes. Really? So, Martial me. arts? <laughs> I don't know. Get over all it. Right. All right. Next. <laughs> uh, did seeing a photo of skinny Rob Gronkowski freak you out? Yeah, or not? it's a little strange. It's, it is strange. He looks normal. Uh, he looks, I thought he looked like a bobblehead. Yeah. Well, that's. See, it's funny you said that. See, that's what happens with people that are big and trained and they, their body, their skeletal gets bigger. And then when they lose weight, they become a normal person and normal size. Their head stays big because your skeletal is tough to change, but yet your thickness and your muscle mass can yeah. go down. He looked, I, I thought he looked There's healthier or bigger. Point. Yeah, I think you're right. Because he looked more normal. Well, it looked just like, and now I understand he doesn't want to eat the calories and the intake and what it is to maintain weight and, and all the like, and he wants to get himself healthier, as we've seen a lot of offensive linemen do. Uh, I like overweight time. Gronkowski better. Uh, well, I like a buff Gronkowski. Yeah, he was buff. I'm saying overweight. I'm joking. But, yeah, no, he, he was always in good shape. I'm glad he's not playing well, anymore. Well, he's just thick. He's, 
thick like his tight arms. Jones, yeah. like, and maybe it was just the picture. His arms look very thin. Yeah, he well, because he, he's he's not hitting the weight room anymore. He's not but slinging, to lose that slinging the iron. He's not a three-plate man has, no more, Moose. I know we got to go to break here because the bird's coming up. But uh, to lose all that kind ooh, of muscle bro. in the span of eight months? It can happen, bro. In that eight can, months? In eight, it can happen in six months. You can lose all that muscle yes, mass? Yes, wow. yes, I promise. Yes, yes wow. you can. All right, you can. We're going to talk a little Nets basketball. Iron Eagle's going to join us. The winner is a free agency. It's Taz and Moose on this Wednesday morning. CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news, quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, 15 minutes. You could save 15% or more on car insurance. And remember, think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices, excellent customer service. Where? O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. As they say in the trade, Nets, the big winners in NBA free agency. Okay, we'll get to Ian Eagle here momentarily <laughs> as, as the oh, oh, cell phone dropped off here. We'll get to him. Uh, but the Nets have been the big winners in free agency with what they've been able to do. We know Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and adding Garrett Temple as well. They also just added Wilson Chandler, who's going to fill a nice role uh, for Kenny Atkinson and the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Taz, as uh, they had uh, two max free agents and two big-time stars as uh, Ian Eagle, the voice of the Brooklyn Nets, also does a fantastic job on CBS Sports as well, joins us now. Bernie, it's Taz of the Moose. Thanks a lot for a couple minutes this morning. Ian, what's up? How you doing, man? Hey, good morning, guys. How we doing? We're doing good, 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 man. Not as as good as your Brooklyn Nets, Ian, because, I mean, it's... (laughs) It's really remarkable, uh, you know, to think, uh, you know, that that both Durant and Kyrie Irving, and we all know the risk, but for the Brooklyn Nets, as would have been the case for the New York Knicks, I mean, it's a gamble that you have to take, even though Kyrie might be a little mercurial, even though you don't know about Kevin Durant and his recovery from a torn Achilles tendon, that's a gamble that the Nets franchise has got to take. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Everything was lined up for this potential move everything they did over the course of three years was set up to try to swing for the fences when 2019 offseason came about the fact that they executed it is the part that will go into nba annals as one of the greatest transformations in any franchise history they were the equivalent of nba siberia when sean marks took over the job. They had no assets. They had no draft picks. They had no real hope. They were trying to build a fan base at that point. They had Brooklyn, and certainly Brooklyn played a part in this equation. There's no doubt in my mind. If this was New Jersey, it doesn't get done. Brooklyn was a huge factor here for both Kyrie and Kevin Durant, ultimately for DeAndre Jordan and the other pieces that they've put together with this team. But the reality is, Uh, they're not that shocked within the confines of that training facility. They felt they did things the way that they had forecast that they needed to be done, and they finished the deal. No no, no doubt about it, no doubt about it. Uh, So how do you think think Kyrie Irving and the Nets head coach, Kenny Atkinson, the dynamic, how do you think that will play out? How do you you think that whole thing will play out uh, positively, men's amends? What do you think? 
Yeah, no, I think positively. What I've seen from Kenny Atkinson, he's a former point guard in his own right and has a way with players, has a way connecting with them. That's where he really built his reputation in player development. And I think he most enjoys that part of the job. Still to this day, he's a head coach in the NBA, Mm. yet getting down and dirty with players, getting into the muck and trying to deconstruct someone's game and then build it up based on what's needed to improve, that's where he's flourished. What he did with D'Angelo Russell, and D'Angelo did a fantastic job. So this was a combination of a player that wanted to be coached and led in the right direction, and a coach that had the passion, had the patience to take that player and lead him to new heights. That was symbiotic. I believe the same can be said for Kyrie. Now, Kyrie comes in with a much more accomplished resume. He is an incredible talent. But I think the biggest key, guys, in all honesty with Kyrie, because I've heard a lot of people saying, well, in Cleveland it wasn't working, in Boston it wasn't working, he wants to be here. He chose this situation. He was drafted first overall by Cleveland. You don't have a choice in that scenario. You're thrilled to be in the league. You're the number one pick. Right, right. He was traded to Boston. He didn't want to be in Cleveland anymore. He was traded to Boston. He did not choose Boston. Boston chose him. Their mentality was, we're going to show you what this franchise is all about. We're going to show you what it's like to be a Celtic, and you're going to want to play here for the rest of your career. It didn't turn out that way. He chose the Brooklyn Nets. He's 27 years old. He is entering the prime of his career. This was his decision. With that said, uh, he understands what's on the line here. Uh, He understands that his reputation took a hit last year. It's in his best interest, and just for his own life, to try to get this right and try to make sure this goes as smoothly as possible. Yeah, and and for I and and, and and for for the Brooklyn Nets – you know, big picture here. You know, they become a destination here for other free agents. Um, you know, with with Durant and Irving already, and that's the thing that hit me is not just to add in the talent here, but to take this kind of a step. You know, we've seen other places like Golden State, the Lakers. You know, the Pistons yeah. at times. Uh, you know, go way back when the Houston Rockets when they had Akeem and Clyde Drexler and they had Barkley and Scotty. I mean, the Brooklyn Nets now become a, a destination for veteran free agents who are looking, and, and, and that's difficult to do, especially when you're the second team in New York City. Moose, yeah. guys talk in this league. Guys talk a lot. Uh, there's a lot of communication and banter between players. There's a lot of communication and banter between agents and players. And I think where the Nets really set themselves up well, they made a very conscious decision that they were going to change the way that they were viewed around the league. And that's something that's easy to say and much harder to do. But when you start using the words culture and family and you actually live up to it, players talk to players. They tell them that, oh, yeah, by the way, the Nets let me bring my family on a road trip. They tell them that the Nets helped me make the move from wherever I was to Brooklyn. They talk about these things. They Mm. talk about how they're treated. They talk about... Uh, the medical staff and how they're taking care of their bodies. They talk about the food. They talk about the accommodations. All these things are on the table. This is where you can separate yourself as a franchise. And the Nets were very shrewd in how they went about this. And it didn't happen in one year. It took a little time for, for really everyone to understand that this was happening. 
And obviously your payoff was on free agent signing day when, you're right, it became a destination just like that. No doubt, no doubt. All right, what about, um, what do you think, like, the realistic expectations for the Nets this season without Durant as he comes back from that? It works on that Achilles, obviously. And maybe yeah. potential with all the scuttlebutt, as you know, what Kawhi Leonard maybe leaving the East, you know, leaving Toronto, maybe going to the Lakers or the Clippers. So, what do you, what, you know, in, in your opinion, I know you, you do the play-by-play and stuff and you're close to the, to the team, I get it, but your realistic expectations in your view for the Nets this season without Durant? Well, this team won 42 games last year, and they were on the rise in winning the 42 games. They were 8-18, eight and 18, 10 games under 500 at that point, easily could have packed it in. They finally had their own first-round pick. Many people thought, all right, go into tank mode and just plan for 2019-2020. Team didn't see it that way. Kenny Atkinson, Sean Marks didn't see it that way. They go on a run. Karis LeVert comes back from injury late in the year, gives them a little push as well. They get to the playoffs, they lose to Philadelphia in five games. But they felt good about their season, and they showed improvement. It's a better team, player for player, already on this roster. I don't know if it means it's better chemistry, but if you're going just talent alone, they have a better team. They won 42 games last year. I would think this team, barring major injury, of course, is capable of getting into that next level, that 45, 46, 47-win level. Uh, Does that secure you a top-four seed in the Eastern Conference? You're right. A huge part of this is Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors and whether or not uh, that team has to go in a completely different direction. But I think they expect growth more than anything else. They expect the next step in this evolution, and then obviously – Kevin Durant coming back for 2020-2021, that changes your expectations exponentially. And I, and I, you know, I heard you in a, another interview talk about D'Angelo Russell, right? And the fact that the, the Brooklyn Nets, even though they were moving on from D'Angelo, wanted to make sure that they took care of a player that was good to their franchise. Give our audience a little bit of a feel in terms of how they worked with D'Angelo through this process and where he ended up in Golden State. Well, first, give a lot of credit to D'Angelo and the maturity that he showed a year ago. If if you guys called me to talk about the 2018-2019 Nets, one of the questions would have been, all right, D'Angelo Russell, this is uh, a fork in the road. Which which road is he taking in his NBA career? Is he going to be a star, or is he going to be a guy that just bounces around the league? Well, we know what road he took. He became an all-star. He's making $114 million to play for the Golden State Warriors. That relationship was legit. They benefited from his play. He benefited from their bedside manner and their patience and their growth together as a team and individually for him as a player. I think the Nets also part and parcel to what we were talking about in regards to taking care of their players. They wanted to do right by him. They didn't just want to send him off somewhere and say, hey, good luck to you, buddy. Uh, They put him in a fantastic situation. Now, whether or not Golden State keeps him, that. Seems to be a bit of speculation, but financially he's taken care of, and right now he is in one of the best scenarios that you'll find with a tremendous head coach, tremendous front office, the infrastructure in Golden State. Uh, He's in a position where he can flourish, and I think that bodes well for the Nets. If he continues to do well, uh, it does show that uh, the process in Brooklyn is working and players are going to want to be a part of it. You know, final one eye. We got a, less than a minute here. Do you think the Nets have the opportunity here to take over New York City? Yeah, that's a complicated question. Uh, there's no possible way they can rival the history of the Knicks. There's no possible way they can rival the, 
the pure popularity of the brand. But New York City basketball, as we know, the fans are of an upper level in terms of their understanding of the game. If the Nets play the right way, there are going to be a lot of fans that are curious, that are checking in on the Nets. And for the next generation of fans, they can make serious inroads in New York, yes. Ian Eagle, voice of the Brooklyn Nets. He does a great job on CBS Sports as well. Does a fantastic job anything that he does. Hey, Ian, we appreciate the time. Happy 4th of July to you and your family, and thanks for a couple minutes this morning. Thanks, Ian. All right, Moose, Taz, be good, man. Take care, man. There you go, Ian Good man. He's a good dude. We spent a little more time with him. Yeah, he's got a great personality as well. He's awesome. Love Monty Air. I love Monty Air. No doubt, no doubt. Um, And uh, we'll see if they can make those inroads over the course of time. If they're winning championships and they're a championship-caliber team when Durant comes back, there's no doubt that they can. Uh, Taz, you're off the next couple days. Enjoy the 4th of July. Thank you. You and your family also. Have a great show tomorrow. Enjoy the grilled meats. You too, man. Right. <laughs> Take some pics. I know you're going to have something fancy knowing you. No, no. It's burgers London and donuts. Bro. Are you serious? Really? No London Bro. I don't know. <laughs> London Bro. Uh, Mike, Pete, great job. Bogus as well. Folks, enjoy your Wednesday. Till tomorrow. Peace. There's got to be a 10-second runoff here. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 